Hi, and welcome to Access Chat. We're just doing a short update today and, and actually quizzing Deborah. So um, as many of you will know, Deborah is one of the co-founders and um, of Billion Strong, and it's a, an identity organization that we're all proud to support. And we've interviewed uh, Lamondre Lapu, who is the CEO uh, on Access Chat before. Amazing gentleman. But Deborah, you come to give us an update on what you're up to because things are moving fast. Yes, and and first of all, I want to say to you two, my host and partners, thank you for letting me do this. And um, I, I just am very grateful because I know this is our show together, but still, I appreciate it. I also want to say I appreciate y'all for standing by me as I did this. So just as a reminder to the audience, I started working on billion-strong.org several years ago. A lot of stuff has happened to all of us during those times. I lost my husband. I lost a couple of brothers. I, you know, there's been some intensity to me and my team in the world. Um, but we have continued to build Billion Strong, even though we didn't have funding. And that, by the way, is not unusual. Building a new nonprofit or a new NGO, you really have to have a track record before funders want to fund you, which is appropriate. But so we still don't have funding. The only funding we have received, I will give a huge loving shout out to LinkedIn for awarding me one of their top first 100 voices. And it was because of the billion strong idea that we had. So they did award us $20,000 that we used. Um, we limped along uh, with it, but now what we're doing is we're moving into a new phase and we really want everyone to join us on all of the social media platforms. We want us to join us on billion-strong.org by signing up for it. And we want you to use our hashtag, we are billion strong. So we, we still aren't as far along as I wish we were, but we're a grassroots effort. So it takes time to bring us all together. So thank you all for this time. So, so Deborah, no, to clarify, is Billion Strong a Najar company? Is Billion Strong a consulting company? Is what is Billion Strong? Well, and thank you for asking that question because we are not a consulting company. We are not. We are not trying to compete with anything out in the space. Billion Strong is, I believe, the world's first global identity organization where we come together with pride and we show what we're doing. We talk about what we're doing. So for example, we have so far, and I've got to get the rest, we have 96 country partners that are organizations of persons with disabilities. And so what we want to do is we don't want to offer consulting. We want to showcase who we are so we can become discoverable to corporations that want to hire us, to programs like the Valuable 500. Our community, 75 to 80% of our community have hidden disabilities. We're 1.3 to 1.7 billion strong, but where are we? And so I really want to bring the community together. What we want to do is we want to showcase work on our websites and our social media platforms. But to be honest, we have not done that yet because we keep running out of money because Rue Global Impact is one that's doing that. We've used all the money that we have, but it is not a consulting group, Antonio. We don't want to compete so, with our so, community. So what you want, you want to bring and feature stories from people with disabilities around the world 
Yes. And, and let me, people know what is happening in Costa Rica, what is happening in Germany, what is happening wherever the country we are right. talking about. Diana, right. Yeah. Because it seems like when we talk about disability inclusion, and I'm so glad this is the case, but often the voices seem to be coming from the United States and the United Kingdom. Um, we're seeing more voices coming from Europe. We're seeing voices, but we are a billion strong. And so the reality is we all need to come together and hear all of the voices. And and uh, you see, yeah, go ahead. Antonio. No, no, it's, it's true. No, uh, because, you know, we know, we know that media uh, the, in the United States have a huge impact on everything that we consume. So people in those countries end up having a, a louder voice than right. than people who might be in countries who are not non-speaking English countries where the, the news and updates and information doesn't, doesn't reach those media that have great impact. That's what I'm seeing. And, you know, I remember, Antonio, even you were um, – you were making comments to me one time as an American. Well, you know, we're friends. We've been friends a long time. But you were saying, well, the the reality is, Deborah, that often these social media platforms that were created in the United States are showing preference to the U.S. voices. And I was like, no, they're not. But then I really started thinking about it. Just because you don't want that to be the case, Deborah, doesn't mean that isn't the case. So I, I just, I once again, as I continue to learn as a person, I see that actually that is the case. And um, there are preferential treatment being showed to certain countries, including my country. And so yay for me, but the problem is I don't want that. I really want us to really see who are the leaders in other countries. And I'll give you an example. I'll just pick on, I love artificial intelligence, writing with artificial intelligence. And I was looking there's this one project we're working on and I was looking to convene the leaders that are blind throughout the world. And, and I just wanted um, a handful of them. I wanted to, I want about 12 of these leaders. And so I got, just because we're going to have a convening conversation, but I want people to have a lot of experience and really understand what the problems are for that part of the community. And so I was given a list by other experts, but all of the list were male which is great. They were all white. Okay, that's fine. Um, they all lived in the U.S. or the U.K. They all were blonde. Okay. But I also, I at the same time, I was like, but where are the women leaders? Because I know we're there. And also, where are the brown and black? And where are the ones that are not living in the U.K. or the U.S.? And so I... I know who some of those leaders are, but I went to artificial intelligence. I went to ChatGPT and I asked, who are the leaders that are blind, that are not in the U.S. or not in the U.K., that are really having impact for the community um, living with, with uh, vision loss and blindness? And artificial intelligence very nicely told me so much wonderful activities happening. So much is happening, but could not give me one name, not one name. So what I did was I did, I put in some names so that, you know, chat GPT could know this, but that right there tells you a lot, right? Doesn't that tell you everything you need to know about our community? We are not discoverable. Oh, it's a, a major point. And I think that the purpose of, of being strong is to raise up those voices and to be discoverable. And, and that's uh a different purpose from many of the organizations that are already out there. There are people doing and organizations doing good work 
Oh, yes. In, in the space, there are organizations doing market research that are running panels and paying people with disabilities to give their insight into those panels. What? There are organizations that are convening CEOs and business leaders to engage on disability. All of these things are great. Right? I'm, I'm engaged in many of them, but that's not the same as identity. And it's not the same. Well, even if they are engaged in in identity, it's not identity of the totality of the community. It's thinking right. about things like self-ID in, in the workplace, which is a super important topic that energizes me and frightens me at the same time and challenges me daily. But but it's not the same as what you're talking about here, which is giving everybody a voice. So I think that when people ask me, well, isn't what Deborah's doing competing with X? Well, no, not really. It's not the same thing. But, but, but how do you raise up those voices? So, you know, obviously you've got a loud voice anyway. I'm not calling you a loud mouth. I mean, you have a large presence on social media. Um, so, but social media is quite fragmented. So, how, what are what are the ways that you're wanting to get this across and amplify those voices? Well, and that's a thank you for making those really good points, Neil. Because one thing I thought we could do was because I have a big voice and I, I'm blessed with a good reach, partially because of our work with Access Chat, but. I thought, silly me, with that all I could do is tell everybody what I was trying to do, and they would just rush and give me their emails. Well, it doesn't work that way, Deborah, especially during a time of great intensity, COVID, pandemics, deaths. Um, and so I thought, oh, I know, we'll do a hashtag. We are billion strong. But even Antonio was saying, yeah, I hear you, Deborah, but starting a new hashtag is you know easier said than done. And so it's something that... I am trying to figure out how do you really do it in this changing market and in these changing times. But I think once again, how you do it is you just start showing who we are and you start talking about, you know, what we're trying to do. Antonio, you look like you want to come in. Let me give you oh, I, I, something that I've been, you no, know, we're using ChatGPT and other platforms to do research. Something that I, I, I found is that, it's very difficult to find websites with news and updates on accessibility that have been indexed on the on the on the platforms. You need you need to do a kind of an extra effort to find them in order to get the news from their feeds. Even when you use a method that allows you to browse on the web, it's very difficult to find them. So we might have we might have two problems. We might have a problem on the SEO. And on the way how those sites are built, but we also have a problem in, in when there, there are some indexation being done out there. So it's important to try to find a way to, to to fix that. I agree, and I think also the problem is which I I personally do not know how to solve this. So I'm I'm looking forward to you two to telling me. But another thing is you get different search results depending on what country you are in, and even where you are in that country. So. I, we, if you are perceived as living in a more influential area, you're going to get different results than you're going to get in an area that's not quite as influential, say, just in the States. And so we get different results when we search. No, so, the, the, this idea of personalizing your experience has its cons, you know? And this is one of them, you know, yeah. when, when when I travel to Germany, when I'm in Portugal, when, when I'm in Ireland, 
sometimes I get into locked into the Google within Portugal. So the results that I get are completely different when I come to Ireland. And sometimes I'm looking for information that is in the United States. Right. And that is not, so it's it's really a challenge, you know. And that sometimes limits the experience of when you want to consume information, read information, or want, want when you want to know what's happening around the world. Right. And, uh, and are we going to decide as a world that the... Um, you know, that the artificial intelligence databases that are being created by the Googles and the chat GPTs and all those, do they get to decide all the, what all the data is going to be? I, I don't know. I want us contributing. I want us, I want to find where we are. I mean, I know we've been doing access chat for almost 10 years. And when at the beginning, when we were so naive and we're like, oh, we'll do it for a few years and they won't need us anymore. Well, so far that hasn't happened. And so, who really are we? I mean, you see a lot of efforts, like do even uh, somebody that we all love, Zero Project. Zero Project has done so many wonderful things, really trying to figure out what is happening in developing countries, who is doing what and pulling us together. So there's efforts being made, but still I believe that we must come together with strength, pride, um, and really with our lived experiences with disabilities to be heard in a different way. Because we know the voices are out there, but still the voices are being heard seems to be the traditional voices that were heard. I'm not sure how, if that's really the best thing for us to do as society, because if we all came together, we could really, really make a big difference, but it's not to come together to compete. It's to come together to be discoverable. So, you know, we talk about things like the valuable 500, on this. I think it's fabulous that leaders and yeah, I'm going to do it. Atos. I'm going to give Atos some love on this. I appreciate that brands like Atos stepped up and joined the valuable 500 and not just joined the valuable 500, but took the time to say, Oh, but we're doing all this. And by the way, we're going to join your programs. For example, Atos is one of the, I forget 38 companies, excuse me, that number's probably wrong. That of the 500 that said, we'll do generation valuable. And so they're actually doing it. I want to know about that in my community, not because I just happen to know some people working at Atos, but because I want to know the brands that are deliberately trying to include us. I want my community to know that. I want them to know that if you go to Billion Strong, billion-strong.org, if you go there that and you see people talking about our community, you can feel pretty confident they're in our community. I might not identify to you. I will, of course, but... I might not say I have ADHD, but you go there and you will be able to discover where we are. So we don't want to compete with our community. We want to make our community discoverable, but not just the community that is discoverable now, but where are our leaders in Bangladesh? Where are our leaders in Guyana? Where are our leaders in Panama? Where are our leaders? What if we all came together and said, and we just recorded a show on Access Chat that y'all get to see where we featured Stephanie from Costa Rica. And she made a comment that what they did in Costa Rica was they went, they visited Spain, they visited the UK, they liked what they were seeing. So they actually took the laws that the UK created and that Spain created and they translated them into Costa Rican, which, you know, the, you know, they just have, you know, it's Spanish, but still they have culturally, they use language a little different from others. And so, um, and then they submitted it, right. This, and now they're actually. I, I like, never, and that was a very smart way 
yes. to, to include to make sure that uh, when someone travels to Costa Rica, the expectations of what they mean by being having an accessible experience matches right. with the places where they are coming from. You know, right. Because you know, even today, the when we talk about the word accessibility online, sometimes people are not really talking about accessibility in the context of disability. They are talking about something else, about something that is being available. So that is really, really important because that creates trust with the, with the agencies, with the travel agencies. And it's, 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 it was a very smart move to do. Yeah, it was. I, 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 I also just like the fact that she's community-minded. And, and, and that she's, she's building up communities that become self-sustaining. Because I think that the, the, the thing that we've seen in our broad community uh, is that it's not self-sustaining, that we have this, uh, this charitable model, which always relies on continuous donation. It's not that donation is in itself bad, and we discussed this a few weeks back with Kurt Yeager, but it's that it requires you to keep going back for more. Right. And, and so what you need to be doing with the money that you get in donations is investing it in not not fixing an issue for an individual, but fixing the system and building systems that become supporting, that enable people to be self-supporting and um Right. And independent and, and, and part of our, our, our society because there is this mentality of scarcity the whole time. Right, right. And you know what also I see? I see and I hear it. I've seen it and I've heard it. I often hear corporations, the representatives of corporations around the world, they'll come to me and they'll say, Deborah, this is ridiculous. I don't even know to who to fund. You're coming at us as a corporation. You know, people representing deaf and, oh, no, representing black. He said, you know, won't even work together. I remember being in a meeting in the White House during the Obama administration, and they had brought together, and some of you leaders will remember this meeting, they brought together about eight of us global experts, well, U.S. experts, because um, we were talking about the U.S., and they brought in different groups. And so then they said, okay, what's your priorities? And immediately around the table, the different groups started arguing. Well, no, what are our priorities? Speaking for the blind, no, our priorities. And, and we were not speaking as one group. And they said to us, I was very embarrassed. They said, okay, why don't y'all get together and figure out what your priorities are? And let us know. But we don't have time to sit in here and listen to y'all argue because we also are meeting with our Latin Americas and our Asian Americas and our LGBT and all of our diverse groups. So you with disabilities, y'all figure out what your priorities are and come back to us. That's what keeps happening. We keep saying to corporations, the valuable 500, all you leaders that got together, y'all need to solve our biggest social problems in the world. No, let us come together. Let us come out and be discoverable so these corporations can hire us and include us. Let's stop expecting other people to fix this for us. If we came together with pride about our lived experiences, identity, instead of people deciding we're broken, I'm going to hide it. No, if you've met me, you know I have ADHD. Obviously, I'm neurodiverse. I'm constantly interrupting things, but I also get a lot done. 
But I think we need to come together so we can be discoverable. So corporations can hire us. So governments can meaningfully include us. So educators can educate us. We are billion strong. We are. Why do we not come together and support ourselves and then help guide the way forward from our community grassroots perspective, not trying to duplicate what others are doing, but to celebrate what others are doing. I think that is the way to do it. I think that's the way to do it. <laughs> so I y'all let me talk about this. So I would just do this ask, please, please, please follow billion strong. It's not as active as it needs to be on social media. Cause we don't, you know, we're still working on that. Um, Follow, uh, please use the hashtag, we are billion strong. And follow the hashtag on LinkedIn. Search yes. for the hashtag and click follow on the hashtag. Follow the hashtag, right. And that's something I had just re realized I had not been doing. But also, I want to say, please also use hashtag AXSChat because we also appreciate using that hashtag. So I'm not saying don't use your other hashtags. Use disability inclusion. Use SDGs. Use valuable 500 or whatever hashtags. But please use We Are Billion Strong because if you are a person living with disabilities, you are part of our community. If you're a parent, if you are an ally, everyone is welcome. If you are part of the diversity, the intersections, a woman with disabilities, a woman that's part of the LGBT community with disabilities, you are part of our community. We're all stronger together. Anyway, I know we know this, but I really appreciate you two letting me talk about it. I love that. It's, it's important that we bring the community together and, and, yeah. and get the news out there. So yes, uh, we, we, we have to respect the fifth access chat amendment that allows you to speak in this way. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Great. We look yes. forward to boosting our voices collectively. Yes. And also, let us say on Access Chat, we really are so grateful for My Clear Text. They have been with us from the beginning, taking care of them. And we love you. And also, Amazon, thank you, thank you, thank you for supporting Access Chat, too. Yes, lots of love. And Antonio, are you going to make it work with your new uh, toy? Come on. I want to see those uh, hearts go through. <laughs> we love technology. We just wanted to be accessible to everybody. Excellent. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye.